Hey y'all, welcome back to A Race to State. Maddie K here, as always. I'm back with my main man, Mikey Two Names. What's up, Mikey? What's going on, Maddie? Not much, man. Happy to be back. I've been listening to your last like four podcasts. They've been pretty awesome. It was fun listening to Monica, man. She's hilarious. So is uh oh my god, old uh who'd you have on two episodes ago? Conspiracy. Oh shit. Uh probably Dex. Pause. Dex, yes. <laughs> good God. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's always a good time. <laughs> that, that one came on in the truck and my wife was like, What the hell is going on? She was like, <laughs> she was like <laughs> I was like, I'll listen to this later when I'm alone. <laughs> like just buckle like, up and stay with it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, turn that shit off. I was like, all right, sorry. Well, well oh, Mikey, man. happy happy anniversary, brother. Dude, happy one year, man. I still can't believe it's been one year. That's so crazy. It is. We don't we don't have fifty two episodes out, but we've been doing it a year. So yeah, we ha- well we had a hiatus because I left the country for a few months last year, and then you yeah. left the country for a few months, and it was just. Ah, it's, it's hard to, I dude, put it this way. Like, I can see we put together what a half-ass show that's not rehearsed with poor information <laughs> most of the time. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I mean, I can see how these people that have like legit podcasts, you know, like the School Project and you know Dave Smith and uh, Pete, you know Mansray and all those guys. Mm-hmm. I can see how they just they have to spend just hours. of upon hours just doing these shows daily and it 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 gives you a new respect for people that actually do podcasts for a living and how much work they put into them especially in all the editing and you know you do all that the editing and the you know the scheduling of people and that that alone right there is shoot (laughs) one hell of a job so so mad respects to all the people who actually make baller ass podcasts and mad respects for us for actually making it a year and what what is this like 40 40 40 episodes right i think this episode which we are currently recording will be number 40 dude hell yeah and i I mean i'm sure i'm sure there's enough trash episodes to get us to 52 if we really wanted to oh yeah if i remember there was a few burners but we went back and we're like oh the public can't hear this yeah absolutely oh but dude that's awesome man yeah i can't believe that it's been it's been a year since i forced you because you know, like every every libertarian on Twitter has some form of a podcast, right? That's so, right. And you were one of those loud mouths on Twitter, so I had to sit down and make sure that you started a podcast. That's right. I, I think that's and what all, I needed, actually. So you know, I, I had tossed the idea around for a long time, trying to think of an idea, think of a name, try and get topics and people to do it with me. And uh, I, I just didn't want to go off on my own and do it because I didn't think I could talk long enough to make it uh, interesting. So. I remember sitting down at a barbecue joint with Car Campit, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you should totally do this. And I was thinking I was talking about Moonshine at the time or some shit. And he was like, yeah, that should be your fucking podcast. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just do like, you know, agorism and anarchy and like ways <laughs> to get away from the state. I think we, we try and do that, but most of the time we just kind of devolve into fun bullshit that entertains us. So, uh, but anyway, thank, thank you for, for Mikey and for car camp it and for all my other friends who have like goaded me into <laughs> actually doing this bullshit. Uh, you were, you were my critical mass, Mikey. So when you said you do it with me, I, I couldn't say no. Dude, all, all, all I want to be is Robbie the fire to your Dave Smith. And you are, sir. I want you to, definitely are. I, I, I feel like he's there to, he, you know, he, he has good value, but you know, 
Dave Smith, that's one smart motherfucker. You yeah. are definitely the smart motherfucker out of us. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, that's maybe not saying much, but also it's not saying shit about me. So Yeah, but between the two of us, that's a low bar, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to bring on about 20 more people and probably just even hit Robbie the Fire status. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad you did it. Um, you know, something that you've been talking about for how, what, how many years have I known you? Like seven or eight years now? At least, yeah. So, but we got it together. We we did it, and you're doing it, and it's been a blast. And I know you've, you've you've been able to meet a lot of cool people and interview a lot of cool cool people. I mean, you interviewed Pete, you know, Mance Rayner and Scott Horton, Monica Perez, and a lot of fun uh, <laughs> conspiracy theorists, people like Dex, uh, Pauls. Then um, we've had you know some other goofy bastards like wild west willie out there in the old patch and that's right brother rock the preacher <laughs> bringing the light and drugs no, that's but, right <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun man i i've enjoyed it uh you know i just i can't say enough it's a blast it's been a blast too during the this economic downturn that you know ah uh, yes yeah that's that's hit us so it's been a it's been a good um you know I guess step out of reality. I've been playing a lot of video games, <laughs> listening to a lot of audiobooks, and listening to a lot of podcasts, and playing the stock market. That's been my uh, that's been my last two months as we've been not really locked up. I wouldn't say really Texas is really locked up. Would you? Well, I think Texas is supposed to be locked up, and a lot of people are. But like you, you and I certainly aren't locked up. I mean, I. I've been sweating all over you while I spot you on bench. So <laughs> I don't think we're necessarily quarantined. My sweat uh, is constantly dripping in your face. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean, and when you got, I mean, there's not, I guess you wouldn't say there's no rush hour traffic here at all, but it's no, just, no, but like, it's like non rush hour traffic pretty much wherever you go for the past, what shoot two months. I mean, everywhere I go, it's busy in a sense. Right. But yeah. it hasn't really, you know, shut, shut down. Sure, I've been to more barbecues and poker parties over the last two months than I have uh, before the quarantine started. I know. Um, yeah. And well, shit, I have too. I mean, I went to, what, two poker nights at your place and we've been lifting in your dad's garage and I missed, <laughs> I missed the bonfire, but, you know, there were a fuck ton oh, of people not. there for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I also, I, I kind of figured shoot almost all the women in my family are nurses all my buddies wives are nurses so we've always kind of come to the consensus that we probably all fucking have it yeah. i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure i've been exposed to it i'm pretty sure i probably have it and my wife like i said i mean she works at one of the largest hospitals in houston so if she doesn't have it and i don't have i mean i don't i don't know if we do you know i i, I almost hope that we've all had it and it's mm -hmm. gone and we're just asymptomatic, right? And that we figure yeah. out a way to combat this. Um, so that way, you know, we all have older loved ones that we don't want getting sick, right? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, I'm just ready for this shit to be over with, man. Um, yeah, me too. Well, uh, it sounds like... selfish, but... It's, it sounds like uh, Friday. So we're recording this on a Wednesday evening. Uh, hopefully you'll be listening to this on a Thursday morning. And uh, okay. it sounds like Friday morning of this week, uh, we're going to start opening up like officially, like from the governor, he's, he's going to allow businesses to open, or at least some of them anyway, right? So uh, I think uh, restaurants are going to be 25% capacity for dine-in. 
Uh, there's still some that I, I saw a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of posts on Facebook for some restaurants that I follow that they were saying, yeah, we're not really sure if if we're going to allow people in just yet. And hey, it's that's you know whatever that's their prerogative. They can they yeah. can do that. They got they got to battle the staffing issues, trying to get people back, and try and make sure they can they can keep people healthy. So. Uh, you know, whatever you think about this, if if they think it's it's a it's a health concern, then you know, good on them for for not being risky. But uh, oh yeah, but it should be they should not be forced at percent, right? Because I think it's fifty, it's twenty five percent occupancy yeah. on Friday, which is the first of May, and then it's fifty percent occupancy uh, on the fifteenth of May, I believe. Okay. And then I think maybe it's the end of the month they'll reevaluate and then hopefully just fully open. But yeah, either way, it's. Like you said, we're, everyone's going to be exposed to it, right? They just they're like, oh, we don't want there to be a second wave. Well, I mean, there is going to be a second wave unless we just stayed open. You know, like was it Switzerland that just stayed open through yeah. all yeah. of it and hit on the front end, and now it's just well, I think it was it was know. Norway. It was Norway. I thought it was Switzerland. Yeah. It could have been Norway too. No, oh, Sweden. But, Sweden. We were both wrong. It's Sweden. Sweden. Ah, ah, it's Sweden. But yeah, either way, I mean, kind of something like my wife was saying. She's like, we're all going to be exposed to it. it. Doesn't matter if it's if it's you know tomorrow or a month from now, two months from now, it's we're all going to be exposed. It doesn't matter what. It's just, like you said, making sure that we have the capacity. I know in Texas, we definitely have the capacity. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I don't think any hospital in in Texas was overwhelmed whatsoever, but I think we have also the most ICU beds per capita than any other state. I I, I would believe that, especially here in Houston. I mean, we're kind of like, we have the med center in Houston, right? Which is like the the mecca for, (laughs) outside of like some research hospital, like, you know, Johns Hopkins or the Mayo Clinic or something like that. We're, We're sort of like the mecca for, uh, oh yeah, all sorts of advanced <laughs> hospital treatments and things like that, medical <laughs> treatments. So uh, I, I think we have the the bed space and ICU space, at least just in in the greater Houston area, to handle oh, anything yeah. that comes our way. And I, I don't think we we needed to use it at capacity. I, I mentioned on the well, show with Monica that you know I don't know what the numbers are now because I, I looked it up like five minutes before we recorded that, but it was roughly six thousand cases in the greater Houston area, right? Right. So I mean that's that's got to be like a normal load that we could absorb i would think uh just by spreading it out so yeah at any rate hopefully people start hopefully people start driving again and uh we see some benefit on the the work side of that (laughs) for you and i Uh, funnily enough i was if you remember i was unemployed the last time when we when we first started this so we've come we've come full circle and i'm unemployed again at one years one year (laughs) in yeah. Oh, holy shit. That's right. That's why we yeah. did this. I remember you got unemployed and you were like, oh, no, you're just bitching. I was like, all right, bro, podcast. Yeah. And you we were like, you have no excuse now. <laughs> I remember that. Holy shit. And it's been a year and you got laid off again right in time. Maybe we can right. keep this up for a uh, year too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I hope I still have a job next year. Uh, actually, well, so I'm probably going to, I have an offer, um, which <laughs> they they sent me an offer letter. We discussed a price, which I was already unhappy with because I was already taking the hit. And then the very next day, they sent me a revised offer letter because it came down from corporate that they had to slash payroll by like 15%. So like uh, to keep everybody employed, <laughs> everybody just got a 15% pay cut. And at first on the on the initial phone call, they were like, don't worry, we're, we're not going to include you in that. And then they were like, yeah, actually, sorry, corporate says you have to be included in that. So. <laughs> uh. So yeah, so that number I told you, just take fifteen percent off. That's that's what the offer is now. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. Well, you know what? At least you got a job, right? I mean, shit. Yeah. So I probably. Had... I mean, I don't have anything else going on. I had that other opportunity that I uh, 
that never really materialized, which is smack dab in the middle of like oil and gas, like fracking. So I don't even know if that, that opportunity exists right now. If oh, that company is going yeah, to exist. Yeah, I wouldn't take it if I were you. I mean, shit, yeah, that's right. And it's, I had a few guys actually call me today and, uh, they, hey man, you know, have any work going on? Some of the old oil field hands that are still out yeah. west that got, you know, got sent home. I'm like, guys, I don't fuck, I don't fucking know if anybody do. My company laid off. Oh my god, was it like? I think it ended up being like nine thousand people last week. That total, sounds about right. Done, dude. It was insane. It was utterly, dude. It was a bloodbath. I was just, and I, I just kept getting the texts all last week and the week before. Hey, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> if you know of anything, I'm out. You know, been here twenty years, thirty years. I'm out. Jesus. And I was sitting there going, I was freaking. I mean, I was told I was safe, right? But right. still, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't no, matter. No one's, no one's safe. ever safe. No one's safe. I mean, they could call back next week and be like, oh, dude, you know what? We were actually supposed to cut you. But yeah, the, I, I think the only reason why they probably didn't cut me, at least cut me yet, because I will go scorched earth on this company, bro. I will go to a competitor <laughs> and I will steal everything. <laughs> Classic Mikey. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean dude, I, you got to You got it. Right. I mean, you got to do it. It's like you got to have you got to. You gotta have something to hold over them, right? So. No, that's very true. And I, I mean, I, I tried to do that at least in that that industry that I got out of. Um, but that industry is just like completely fucking flat. I mean, I didn't want to go scorched earth. I still like the guys. And my old boss called me, you know, a couple weeks ago just to check up on me and and pass an opportunity my way. But I, I would, I, I'm not against stealing work from them because the new company that I was repping was able to do it. Uh. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't deploy, but they, they were they had a better value proposition than so, the old company. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to stealing work. <laughs> if it puts I was food only going to go scorched earth if, if, so if, if, because there are some people like, you know, normal layoffs, right? Dur during a yeah. downturn, it's, you see people get laid off and you're like, ah, I can understand that. Or, ah, I understand why he's gone. Or, ah, yeah, he wasn't really adding any value. Or, ah, his department wasn't producing, right? You, normally, you can almost justify everything, right? But this cut was so deep that we were, we were cutting people that I was like, shit, dude, he's really integral to my team. Or, damn it, I really need him on the back end. And there was a lot of people that, that I lost. And I was like, just shit, you know, my job's about to get a lot, lot harder. But the only reason I was saying I go scorched earth is, because you know every, there's a good old boy system right in every company but to an extent right and there's a there's a few names up in my company i was like if they don't get laid off but mm -hmm. i do mm -hmm. i'm going to scorched earth if we all get laid off then i'm cool it's right. happy i'm happy but i and i understand the good old boy system you know i've been in it, you know, i'm in it to an extent but also it's just oh just well what is that it grinds my gears yeah you know it really grinds my gears but I, I can i can think of three names off the top of my head that uh need to be out of there which probably are not out of there yet and they work in we used to work in their group so you, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah it's like I, I love the fact that uh you know if you if, you, if you're like you're not shitty enough to fire yeah but they want you gone it's like ah send them to quality yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but we don't have any issues in quality. Exactly. Just exist. Uh, <laughs> don't but, up, please. but yeah, man, hopefully that WTI will pop back up. Um, I mean, I've seen such a slowdown in the crude industry. It's just insane. It's an, um, I've actually invested in a lot of uh, oil transfer and gas transfer companies over the last week. And dude got, you know, shit, I'm up like 30, 40% and everything. Um, just because, you know, storage and capacity is at a max. And so I've kind of gone that direction with my investments mm -hmm. and gotten away from the operators because the operators, they're all starting to go back up. But 
they're going back up on speculation, right? They're not going back yeah. up on actual sales. I mean, we have, dude, that's, yeah, I, I've heard so many times, oh, so much for peak oil, you know, but like in reality, it's like, Jesus, yeah, dude, so much for fucking peak oil. This is insane. We have so much oil coming out of the ground in West Texas alone. It's fucking insane, dude. It's, yep. the, I mean, the price is, I don't know how the futures went up. I think, I think they went up because we just, we found out, was it yesterday that we have a little bit more storage capacity than initially thought, Probably. but, but other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I'm happy, right? Hell yeah. I'm glad oil has gone up this last week. You know, it's had a pretty solid rally, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't, I still just think it's all speculation. Oh, it, it absolutely is. It's, it's way too volatile from, from the EMP side and from the, the operator side. So I, it, you know, we're, we're not, we're not investment advisors, so don't, just take all this with a grain of salt, but I would not put any money in in anybody <laughs> who has anything to do with getting oil or gas out oh. of the ground right now. <laughs> oh, dude, it's God, it's so bad. It's I mean, I'm, I'm making a few risky assumptions, right? It's okay to you know, there's a few that you can. There's a few companies that you can either get, you can get right now, you'll be a millionaire, or they're gonna go bankrupt and you're gonna lose it all, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, absolutely. So there's a, there's a few of those, but. Yeah, it's just not smart to be in. I hope oil does go back up. It's, I don't, I don't know how. So maybe I think I do know how. Maybe you can correct me. So is the reason why at least I, I know global productions increased. I mean, uh, across the board, right? So everybody's producing more and more, and and you know everybody's been able to produce cheaper and easier and quicker. And in mm-hmm. the U.S., you know we've been trying to compete with Saudi and been pumping like crazy, but. What blows my mind is I really started looking into the balance sheet of a lot of these operators, and they've been operating at negative cash flow for years, mm. like years and years and years of no fucking profit. And I found out that the reason why they're able to do this is through artificially, you know, lowered interest rates, right? So right. if they weren't taking a billion dollars out from the bank to grow their market share or try to, you know, buy more acreage and develop it and get more wells online. If they were just, you know, going the, you know, the correct route and kind of sitting back, well, all their competitors were going to do that, grow their market share, and then they were going to get their ass beat. Everybody else's stock was going to be going up, and everybody was going to, you know, stop investing in their company. So it's almost like the government, with those artificially low rates, has created this problem, this bubble, I guess, as you would say, because, mm-hmm. dude, these companies, man, I just, I, I don't know how you can operate at five, six, seven years for a loss and just still be going. Because when when money's that cheap, you just keep mortgaging it, right? I mean, it's just you just swipe the card again and move on down the road, and hope hopefully you hit the next uh, you know the next big wildcatter rig, you know, and and just hit it rich and pay it all off. But fuck it, if the money's money's cheap, then they just keep doing it. So man, I hope some of these these EPA eco you know eco terrorists that go crazy and start cutting some pipelines, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I hope one of them finally gets lucky. <laughs> I don't, I I don't condone the destruction of private property, but this is the this is the only time that I, I feel like uh, you know the, the homie from the Anarcho Christian podcast as well. I, I saw him mentioning something like this on on the Anarcho Christian Facebook page on Twitter. Like I kind of felt the same way. Where it's, this has been the most trying and testing time for me as an anarcho libertarian ever, because like. Never have I ever thought so much about like 
man, can't we just bomb somebody? <laughs> like get oil back uh, up. Like it's just it's such an easy road to go down and be like, well, let's just fucking bomb somebody. Fuck it, you know. Oh, but yeah. uh, it, 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 it would be I, terrible. I, I, no, I feel you, man. Even when uh, you know I lost, like I lost a lot of money in the market, a lot, a lot of investments, and and not, nothing really risky. Like overall, I'm you know I was decently diversified. And, um, but like you said, the whole market went down, just everything, right? And it went down right. bad. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, man, I lost like five or six years worth of investment. I'm, yeah. investments. And I'm sitting there going, fuck. And you hear them go, oh, I'm gonna, you know, you hear the government go, we're going to do a $2 trillion stimulus. And uh, right away, I'm against that shit, right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, great. You're just going to inflate the currency. And it, hypothetically, if you have $100,000 in the bank account and two or three years is probably gonna be worth 80. You know what I mean? Right. But, but when they initially come out there and they're like, you know, we're going to, we're going to pump the market up and you're and, and they go out there and they, they start pumping it. You start seeing your investments go back up. You're kind of like, you know what I mean? You're a little bit, a little bit of you is like, yay, you know, but at the same time, it's like, dude, it's all fucking fake. It's yeah. It, I mean, I, I sat there and had to preach. I didn't get, I didn't get a freaking, you know, money, whatever it was, a, a stim, a, a stimulus check from the government. You know, me and my wife didn't get that. But at the same time, and I was pissed off at all the people that were so excited from it. You know, you saw so many, especially like on Facebook and Twitter, so many, I guess, of your, uh, you know, quote unquote Republicans and conservatives or constitutionalists, constitutionalists were just like so happy to receive their, you know, their $1,200 or $2,400 check. Right. But at the back end, it's just, it, I was getting so frustrated, not because I didn't get it, but because I don't think anyone just understands basic inflation. Like, and it's that whole, like, right. You can have a hundred dollars today or, you know, a thousand dollars tomorrow. And, you know, you pick the hundred dollars today. And it's, and the funny thing is, right. It's like never, never has the, the, is it a malicism, right? Right. Like he's never been more accurate in the fact that like conservatism is just progressivism driving the speed limit. Cause it's like. If, if this were happening under a Democrat president, they would have been like, oh my God, this stimulus is a terrible idea, you know? But like, mm-hmm. because Daddy Trump did it, they're like, oh my God, yes, please shower me with free money, right? And, and it's no not even free. It. It's just like, a, it's an advance on next year's taxes, you know? So like, if they really wanted to stimulate the economy and give people relief, all they should have done is just, they should have like given tax cuts or suspended payroll tax or any number of things that we're currently being charged for by the government right now um, and just suspend it, you know? Um, yeah. Imagine how much more money you would have if there was no income or payroll tax. Yeah, exactly. Instant- Dude, instantaneously. Oh, I get a 30% raise tomorrow. Well, yeah. fuck yeah. I'll take yeah, that. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, that's, it's mind boggling that they don't, it's, they don't want, I don't know. I don't get it. My mind kind of hurts. Right? I'm kind of frustrated. It's just, it's mind boggling when, the correct answer, you know, the correct route is so obvious, right? Let's lower spending. Let's allow, let's, let's, you know, take the boot off the neck of the citizens and let them breathe. Right. And have right. more of their money that is theirs. But it's like, nah, we, we don't want to give them a taste of that freedom. Exactly. Why? Well, and, and speaking of, of, you know, relaxed rules and stuff like that and giving people a taste of freedom, you know, everybody likes to think that, that Texas is like this bastion of like liberty. Right. And it, I, I guess to a certain extent it is, I mean, compared to like California or New York or something like that. Right. But yeah, you know, we can't, we can't buy beer on Sundays and or liquor on Sundays. We have to wait till noon to buy beer and liquor stores close like at nine o'clock or whatever. And it's kind of bullshit, but you know, during this whole thing, since people have been stuck at home, the governor allowed 
uh, a lot of regulations to be relaxed. And right. the one that made the news today, which, you know, I'm, I'm a notorious non-news guy, but uh, they allowed to-go alcohol orders. So, like, you can go buy margaritas to-go or beer to-go, like a draft. Um, so they're going to allow that, it seems. Like, that's not going to go back in place. Abbott was tweeting about that and saying, maybe we, it's worked so well, maybe we just keep it this way. I'm like, fuck, yes, finally, somebody understands. <laughs> yes, we don't well, need all of these fucking onerous regulations that do nothing. Well, doesn't it make everyone's life easy, right? It makes our life yes. easy. It makes your life easy. You don't have to regulate it. You don't have to spend money on it. You don't have to fucking enforce it. Just everybody's happy. Exactly. Um, oh, God, yeah. It's – yeah, it – he did. We had a few mayors. It's mainly just the cities in Texas, right? If you live in rural Texas, other than probably paying income tax, I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, federal, not, I, yeah, that's a federal level, so that doesn't make sense. Other than paying property tax, no one really fucks with you. No, you know, right. the local sheriffs and the local cops, they don't enforce shit. Everybody knows everybody. If the cops enforce some bullshit or write you a ticket, the fucking town shows up and says, you know what I mean, and berates them mm -hmm. or votes them out of office, you know, the next day. But yeah, the our, our our you know our big metropolises, you know the, the four five big shoot Austin, Fort Worth, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, you know all million plus. That's just where it's bad, man. That's where like that Judge Hildago was going in, wanting to arrest mm -hmm. people for wearing for not wearing masks and you know say what you want about the cops. I know a lot of libertarians hate the cops, but at least the cops here, the chief and the union told Hildago to go fuck yourself, and they're bringing a lawsuit. You know they yeah. were bringing a lawsuit. Because they didn't not want to enforce people to wear masks. The chief of police for Houston said, we're not going to arrest anyone during this COVID-19 for any reason. He was like, the only thing we're going to do is educate people and help preach social distancing. But we're not going to arrest people for breaking, you know, your these draconian laws, which, you know, good on good on Houston for, you know, for a city, for a greater area of probably, what, seven million people. Mm -hmm. um, it was good to see, you know see pushback against that Hidalgo lady. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I there's no love lost between me and, and Joe Camaldi, the the president of the uh, Houston Police Officers Association or whatever the union. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I can't I can't fucking stand him after the whole <laughs> uh, the no knock raid that went south on him based on bad information oh, where they murdered the, yes. the poor couple in that house. And yes. he came out against the public and saying, oh, we're you know, we're keeping track of you. And, you know, you're, oh, you're creating this war in the streets we have to fight against. Right. Um, but Hey, a, a fucking broken clock, you know, twice a day. It's always right. So he got this one right because it was a big giant middle finger to fucking Judge Hidalgo, Harris County. So whatever, I, I'll, I'll support him on that one. But he can still he can still suck a fat dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of Texas as a whole for not. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these cities probably had a lot of bullshit laws, and I'm sure there's you know a few stories here and there of just probably some dick ass cop enforcing you know some bullshit law but for the most part i'm i'm proud of how everyone just kind of no one was forced here to quarantine everybody just kind of did it they're like oh we kind of need to be a little bit safer okay we'll do it you know don't, you're not gonna fucking make us do it yeah you know i mean if you tell anyone if you tell a texan like you have to quarantine they're gonna tell you to eat a dick Generally. So you ask, like, you like, ask a, like a Texan, a Texan, Texan would, you know, a lot of the younger folks are like transplants maybe would kind of go along, but like a lot of the folks like us who are like born and bred Texan, you know, and kind of, kind of ordinary anyway, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? boy? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, now I'm going to go fucking drive around and find shit to do. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like telling a baby, don't touch the stove. Like 
oh, oh, you want me to stay at the house? Well, now I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was good, man. It's I'm glad it's I'm glad it's loosening up. I'm glad it's getting tuned in. I hope I hope the COVID blows away. I mean, I know it'll never go away forever. It's probably here forever, right? They're not. Yeah, they took them know, fucking fuck forty it. years for an HIV cure, well, quote unquote cure. So yeah. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Just like the flu strand, how it mutates like crazy and we don't know what to do. You know, I hopefully, you know, we find a way to combat it and we get back to living life, you know, as normal. And I hope a lot of these draconian laws that some of these states put in place, uh, hopefully they go away. It's going to be interesting to see which ones go away, which ones don't, you know, on a state by state basis. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely, I'll keep an eye on it. You know, even though I don't like keeping up with the news too much, it's filled with bullshit, but yeah, as this thing kind of winds down, because this sort of impacts us, you know, like we talked about for for work and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see what what regulations stay in, stay out, and when people can start moving around again more freely, and hopefully burn up some of that delicious gasoline and clear out some storage oh, space so we can I, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> so we can shove some crude back down the line. Yeah, I I I literally am thinking about going and buying like a, a three quarter ton just Duramax, just Fuck fucking yeah, stacking dude. it out and just taking off the regulators and just blowing black diesel in the air. There you just, go. You know, it's for the sound of coal. freedom and for our industry. Uh, if, if you, if you burn diesel at an exorbitant rate, it's because you care about the people. That's right. That's right. I remember my, my first job when I was a baby engineer, I, I was, I was focused on ethylene technology, which is a building block for plastic. For, for those of you who don't know, um, for all the, all the civil engineers out there. Um, so, you know, the industry was kind of struggling at the time when I, when I first got into this, this is like 07 ish, like 06, 07, 08. And, uh, one of the lead engineers would go around the office and collect like plastic bags and stuff and take them out of recycling and throw them in the trash. Cause he was like, no, this is killing our jobs. We need to, we need to waste the plastic. So we need to make more <laughs> stop fucking recycling plastic. <laughs> oh, hell. oh shit, man. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's, I'm I'm curious to how the electric, you know, the whole electric car and electric, you know, industry is gonna. I I really thought for a while, you know, at least I was fooled, you know, eight years ago that it was really gonna take off and be like the efficient way, um, you know, of the future. I I still believe it, you know, one day it'll be the future, right? But, yeah, absolutely. But it's amazing, just and that was the whole point, right? It's like wow, the cost of oil is just getting so expensive, you know, fifty dollars, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, you're out, we're at a hundred, hundred ten dollars a barrel. It's like shit. Like this is it's unsustainable. People can't afford it. And now this bitch is at what ten or it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's back up to like fourteen or fifteen today. Kind of had a little rally, but yeah, it's wild. And, and like you said, I mean, yeah, I, I think that sort of energy revolution is certainly the future. I mean, we're going to something more. Uh, I don't even want to say sustainable, but more electrically driven. You know, no pun intended for. For that sort of thing, um, probably going away from gasoline, diesel, you know, yeah. carbon fuels at, at point of use at least. But the thing is, like, I, I hate to be like the boomer and like hit that line, right? But like, where does that, where does the rest of the car come from? Like, beyond the steel and aluminum and all that, you're still you still got plastic components. Plastic comes from somewhere, and the fucking algae plastic shit that that that's not up to speed yet. Um, uh, plus all yeah. the like, I mean. Yeah. People who think that that electric cars and all that are like super eco friendly and all that. I mean, think about how many refineries run just to build that fleet of cars just for the plastic shit. And never mind the fact that all of like the lithium and shit for the batteries comes from like terrible places. I think it comes from China. Um, 
who don't give two shits about the environment as a whole um, and don't even know how to say the word conservation. Um, oh, so, yeah, I've seen pictures of those lithium mines. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's just... Holy shit. <laughs> there's a lot of shit you don't see that's that's hidden in a, in a pretty package. Um, well, but but you're right. I mean, it is it is going that way. And, and really, the energy industry as a whole um, have been responsible for a lot of their own policing and um, just greenification, if you will, uh, since the beginning. I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, it, it used to be dirty. We would just dump crude in literal ditches out in the field, you know, 100, 120 years ago um, to now where, you know, we're working on like companies that I worked for and other companies who are using flare gas to, to power generators to, to mine Bitcoin, right? Like we're, we're looking for ways to be more eco-friendly. Uh, we're looking for ways to be better neighbors and to be more efficient and effective in, in our methods and, and means of getting energy out of the ground. So I think moving towards an electrically driven future is, is in the cards. Um, I know a lot of my, my former customers and current customers, um, you know, they're, they're talking about electrifying their, their operations and putting in microgrids and using flare gas to, uh, to power micro turbines and, you know, do everything electrically and move away from diesel generators and stuff like that, move away from diesel uh, engines, uh, for oil rigs and for pumps and everything else. So it's coming and that's the right way to do it. And again, like I said, it's, it's something that they're not being forced to do right now. It's something that they want to do to be better neighbors and to be more effective and to be more efficient, um, in the way they do things. So, yeah, we're doing that on, on the upstream side over here as well. I mean, shoot, you got, you got drilling rigs, electric drilling rigs now running mm -hmm. mainly more. They're, they're more common up in the DJ, right? Yeah. But yeah. same with you got the eco fracks now as well, right? Shit. Where instead of having 18 pump trucks, you know, at, you know, screaming those damn engines, um, they got the, what is it just like one generator or just yeah. one generator they turn on that, you know, turns the pump that for, for all the trucks. So, I mean, it's pretty, we're being pretty innovative and there's, there's so many innovations in the oil and gas, the oil and gas industry just creates so much. And it, it really, it, we really have come a long way, at least as far as the eco side. I mean, go out to a drilling rig or a frack job. Now you can't even find them. You'll be driving around going, Holy shit, where is mm -hmm. it? And all of a sudden you, you take a turn, you come up to this, this little location, you know, that has like 30 trucks all smashed on it and they're fracking a, a well. And as soon as they come off, there's not a lick of dirt, there's not a lick of oil or yep. mud or anything on those locations. They clean them off. They build those pads up like three feet. That yep. way that if there is any spills or any can any contamination, they can scrape it off with a bulldozer. And now even they're laying down these giant, like, they put liner or, down. like cellophane liners. Yeah. So if there is a spill or anything that spills, they, uh, you know, they can just pick it up. And now everything's reported. Everything. I mean, if we spill, like, you spill like a, a little bit of gasoline, you know, you, you have to report mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's come a long way. I, I, I hope it, you know, it'll be here to stay for our lifetimes. Uh, at least I hope. Right. I don't want to be one of those guys like at 60 that has to find a new job. It's going to suck. Yeah, but I do I, hope so. You know, I'll, have, I'll have to whatever the new version of learn to code is. Be <laughs> I think it's still learn to code, which, <laughs> hey, quick plug. J.W. Weatherman, man, go check out MathBot. Cause I've been, I started it a long time ago and I'm kind of going through it again now. And, uh, I've got all the kids doing it. I'm kind of pissed off cause I, I convinced the kids to start doing it, all three of them. And I told them I'd, I'd pay them 25 cents a lesson they complete. Um, and there's a lot of lessons now. So <laughs> I'm in oh, the shit. fucking hole a lot to all the kids. So uh, I know my, my son, the oldest one, right? Like he was trying to get some new skins for Fortnite cause he's a dork. And, oh, uh, God. We kind of got in a fight about that and I had to teach him about wasting money and how he needed to invest the money I was going to give him off of this. But so 
he had completed like 106 lessons or some odd, some odd shit. So I owed him like yeah. 25 bucks. And, <laughs> and then yeah. his, his sister, the, the middle one, the middle child, she's actually like almost where I am. She's like 200 lessons in or something like that. So, so what are these lessons going over? Like what? So it's, uh, I mean, I would, I would direct you to, uh, mathbot.com or to any of the other podcasts that JW Weatherman has done. Um, but by and large, it's, uh, it's sort of like when we were kids, right? You put those like half fun games, half math games, like your parents yeah. would give you like on the floppy disk, you know, it's like, Oh, you want to play computer <laughs> games here? Play this shit. Uh, but it's, it's good, right? Like if you, if you know what you're getting into, it's, it's fun. I like it. So you're moving a robot across the screen to complete certain goals, whether it's picking up certain blocks or to go around a maze, basically. Um, and it starts you out with, uh, you're just, you're dropping, you know, images on a screen, basically. Like when you're a kid, you're learning how to code, you know, like when you they yeah. put you through school and it's like, okay, well, I want it to walk. So there's a picture of a guy walking, right? So you, you do that a certain amount of times. And then you get to the advanced part where you actually have to start uh, creating your own functions and type and typing some lines of code. So uh, it, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it kind of like tricks you into doing it. And, uh, my, like I said, the middle one is there now and she got it. She says she's not having fun, but I think that's a lie because she plowed through it all yesterday and, uh, a lot today too, until she has to start dancing again. So, um, it's, it's good. So go check it out, Mikey. That way we can, uh, we can, uh, you know, have a, have a fallback plan if, <laughs> if things continue to go south. <laughs> not going to lie. Like if, I'm not smart enough to do it because, at least on the computer side, but, like, if I could do anything, make video games, dude. I go. would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Absolute heartbeat. Well, you got plenty of time on your hands, brother. Let's let's figure it out. That's what we should do. We should come up with an anarchist RPG first-person shooter. I don't know all the lingo. Um, There'd be no rules. <laughs> what's that? There'd be no rules like Minecraft. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's. But we we. I want a better Minecraft. I want like Warzone graphics, <laughs> but Minecraft or <laughs> rules. <laughs> Dude, I I went down a rabbit hole the other day. I was laying in bed. My wife fell asleep. And I was just so bored, and I've never played Minecraft or any of that shit. But like, I yeah. turned on the like, I turned on YouTube, and I was like, oh, what? Watch this guy survive like 500 days in Minecraft on the Anarchy server. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that's right. I think there is someone out there that's. I heard him on Tom Woods like two years ago or something like that, where he created this this separate server using Minecraft where you can like test out these anarchist theories, right? Really? Oh shit! Maybe that's what it was. Well, they just called it the Anarchy Server because I think there's like no laws or rules and like you can mm -hmm. just go fuck people up. And I literally just like watched a guy play Minecraft for like three hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're just like my kids. <laughs> Oh, that's what I should be. We should be a streamer when we get when we get big enough following. Or you know, Let's I'm trying Twitch. Just watch us suck. Speaking of that, you gonna play Warzone with me tonight? I think so. Yeah, that's right. And we've added some people. I did at least. Um, you know, really on on Xbox and Warzone, we're all friends now. So uh, I think it's a uh, oh, there it is right there on the screen. A little Warzone action. He's uh he's working on an RPG. It looks like on the on the armorer's table. <laughs> Well, I, I can only play games when my wife goes to work because yeah. she it's really weird. I can stare at the TV or stare at my phone for three hours and she won't say a word. Right. The second I turn on my Xbox or computer and I start like interacting and playing games with other people, she loses her mind and calls me a loser. I yeah. think it's because I'm having fun like without her. Like she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're having fun with others? No, nah, fuck no. You can only have yeah. fun with me. Same and here. she drags me off. <laughs> Same here. 
That's what happens at my house too. So yeah, but we can do that. So hey, it, like I was gonna say, if you uh, if y'all play Warzone or y'all play Fortnite, everything's cross platform now. It seems so. Uh, you can add me at least. I don't want to dox Mikey two names because his is a little uh, little doxy. Uh, so, yeah, I got. I've had this username for like fifteen years. I got a. I should probably. Maybe we can this. figure something out. We we can maybe figure something yeah. out. But if you want to, uh, if you want to add me. It's pretty easy to figure out. It's uh, Matty K from PA. So uh, go check us out. You can play with us and laugh at our gaming skills, which are terrible, or at least mine. Um, yeah, I'm and we can have some fun good. while we're all quarantined still for the last couple of weeks. Um, but anyway, Mikey, you got anything else? Nope, not at all, man. Just uh, thanks to, for everyone who listens. Thanks for all, you know. Thanks for downloading and coming back. And I'm, I'm, su I'm surprised when we come back from hiatus, all of a sudden we actually have a lot of people listening. So, you know, surprises even myself. But also thank you just to everyone who's come on from, you know, the big wigs that you've gotten on, like Scott Horton and Pete and Monica, down to, you know, all the buddies like Whiskey Priors and Whiskey Wild West Priors. And, you know, Brother Rock. It's It's been fun. It's been a blast. Um, I don't care if we don't have any listeners it's just it's, it's been just fun it's been a cool experience so here's to another year man it's been a blast let's get a listener we need to do like uh you know a texas listeners and get everybody together like yeah i know i've been thinking about that you know i've been tossing that around since the very beginning and it just hasn't come come out yet so maybe maybe like this summer it'll be a good time because i don't know what's happening with childerberg i think childerberg is still happening it doesn't seem like the, the libertarian convention is still going to go off at least not in austin um, uh, it's not at that same venue. So I don't know what they're doing. I think Childerberg is still going on. I'm going to try and convince the wife to let me go. So I think I'm still going. I know a lot of people kind of dropped out. Um, but hey, regardless, we'll get something going on in the Houston area uh, for at least our listeners or friends of our listeners or just general liberty loving people uh, who hate the state and want to see it disappear. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated and follow us on Twitter. And follow us on Xbox and Warzone and all that good shit. And y'all know what to do. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your dog. Tell Nala. Mikey's little mascot. And uh, <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Peace, guys. Peace. Cross the 57 Chevy with the hillbilly band. Had a little honky-tonk filled with one-night stands. Take a tell him. So steel and dark house space just to seal the deal. Yeah, top 40 country better watch your back, cause it's hot rods faster than your Cadillac.